0: hello hi guys welcome back (laughs) i know we've been missed it's been quite some time i know everyone's been yelling at us online
1: they have been but we're recording we're getting episodes out it's been a hectic summer yeah
0: like we thought we were going to be able to podcast through everything we were going through but negative (laughs) (laughs) uh right now we're currently sitting in our new kitchen
1: we are
0: it's sunny out in our beautiful corner apartment we have one two three four five six seven eight nine windows in our living room so it's this sunny utopia on the second floor of our building with trees all surrounding us and i have to say this is actually a cozy spot to podcast
1: it is and we have a view of blake
0: A baby lake. Yeah, baby lake. With these weird ducks that don't look like any duck I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. I think they're native to Houston. We should probably look that up. (laughs) I'm pretty sure so many people go over there to smoke pot that they're like high ducks. (laughs) Because, like, you go up to them, they're like, (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) that's good you just call the ducks high ducks i would call them like trap ducks like houston trap ducks (laughs) like they're so weird looking (laughs) um
1: fyi we're on a coffee high right now so
0: i'm so excited to be podcasting again it feels a little weird i must say you're you're (laughs) it's it's been a while i know um so yeah so last time we chatted um helga said that she was moving to houston and the whole world was like, no, why have you forsaken us? Yeah. Uh, and now I'm here. And now you're here. I've been here for a little over a month. How does it feel, Hugga? You're a Houstonian. Houston, Hugga. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm not claiming that. <laughs> I mean, you changed my license. Okay, we got to talk about this because it's getting on my <laughs> last nerve. So the first like two weeks that Hugo was here, every single time I'm like, we talk about something, he's like, this is not how it is at home. <laughs> uh-huh what <laughs>
1: I don't remember you're a Houstonian now
0: can I be like
1: a Boston native who lives in Houston why? I don't think I can be a Houstonian yet I don't it's only been a month give me some time
0: but you live here the definition of like why do you want to be a Bostonian still I don't so want bad. to be a
1: Bostonian I just want to be a Helga in Houston <laughs> exactly you're Houston Helga you're a Houstonian. <laughs> houston helga how about i just be houston helga not houstonian
0: so the way you fly back to boston you're boston helga you No, know, I'm that doesn't houston go helga. it just doesn't sound good
1: you know, even <laughs> some of my friends be like oh this houston helga energy oh we can get in that a little bit mm, further but mm. there's a specific energy of like Helga being in houston
0: okay so like this podcast we're just gonna address a huge um I think we've been like sweeping under the rug um, For the past couple podcasts We've like danced around it We've kind of mentioned it But today we're gonna get yeah. into the nitty gritty Of <laughs> How do you describe the situation? <laughs>
1: um, I think it's discussing an issue that occurred That may happen with other people's friendships um, It was something major that I think would de- That happened in my life In terms of like friendships that I've had and it's something that did have a big effect and also in decision-making of me moving as well.
0: So, mm-hmm. Stay tuned.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do we want to get started?
0: Okay, here we go. Mikey's going to set the scene. All right. It's December.
1: <laughs> Wait, you have to set the scene before that?
0: What do you mean set the scene before that? Okay, why don't you set your scene on your life Okay, so as everyone knows, we've said this multiple times on the podcast. Helga was a fitness junkie back in Boston. She still is here, and she's been dragging me to the gym with her at ungodly hours of the day, like 4 a.m. or 9 (laughs) (laughs) p.m. You love it. I do, I do. Um, But she was associated with a particular brand, Mm -hmm. and that brand was her life. And a lot of our listeners... Um, also follow that brand. We don't have to say names.
1: Incorporated within the brand. Correct.
0: And Helga was there working out every damn day of her life. (laughs) I think it
1: was was a lot more than just working out. I I was helping build the brand. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely helped um, expand and build the network of that particular brand and helped with marketing, um, networking, creating content, kind of everything. Like you said, it was a huge part of my life outside of work. I probably spent more time there and with with those people than I did with anyone else even family wise. Mm-hmm. So I was very like head or whatever I want to say like deep dive into like this brand of helping this person develop this brand that okay. I had a lot of faith and I had a lot of love for and a lot of desire to help become better.
0: Yeah and this was like two years right?
1: Yeah about two years correct.
0: So two years she's in the middle of the fitness brand, changing, morphing your body. Like you became like the best version of yourself. And like, you were like bringing people along. You guys mm-hmm. were doing, um, like tough muddlers and runs Spartan and Spartan races. races.
1: Yeah, We're it, a little family. Yeah. It
0: was like a really big part of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I became very, very close. And
1: I would definitely say at the time that I was very deep into this, it was a time that for me, the fitness element was like a sort of therapy for me. Um, There was a lot that was going on personally in my life. And for me, being part of that was kind of like an escape. And it actually helped me get through a lot of tough moments that I had, like without people actually knowing, but like mentally for me, it was more of a mental challenge than it was physically. And it helped me mentally become a lot stronger than I
0: had thought I was. Yeah, because for most of that two years, we were friends but we weren't super tight um i remember just watching like how helga change before my eyes like literally like we had been friends and then you moved out of boston yep. and then that's kind of like when you started working out there um and we weren't that close but i was watching it happen it was actually really inspiring from far away um but i moved to houston and you know as we've talked about in the podcast like Helga started coming to visit me and she started to change. Um, And when you were with me, I feel like you were your true self. And Mm -hmm. then when you were back in Boston, you were Boston Helga, not Houston Helga. And you were there. And then there came a point, of course, when those two worlds collided. And Mm -hmm. this was this past December. Um, It was Helga's birthday. And um, she decided she wanted to go to New Orleans. (laughs) And so to New Orleans we went, and it was me and some of her friends from uh, her gym. Most, and I don't, and I think when people say like gym
1: friends, it mm-hmm. underestimates the friendship that we had. Yeah. Um. So I hate to say like gym friends because they weren't just gym friends. They were actual like legitimate like some of my closest friends and dearest friends that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and some were. Um, people that like, I've known for a few years, some were people that I knew for longer. But yeah, it was a group of us, about seven of us, that went down to New Orleans. Um, and I was super, super excited. I was really looking forward to this birthday, the last couple of birthdays have been a little bit difficult and not the best moments i was really really excited for this past birthday and i thought we were gonna have i thought it was a really great group and i was like it's gonna be really good energy we're gonna be down there for a weekend and we're gonna have a blast i remember like planning for it and just being like super super ready
0: yeah so anyone knows if you're going to new orleans you know i mean we weren't even trying to get like ratchet and weird and anything like that. You just know that you're in for a good time, good food, music. Like New Orleans just has so much to offer. So if you're there, obviously the expectation or if you're going there, the expectation is that you're gonna be out and about and doing things. Um so we pack our bags, we go to New Orleans. Um we immediately upon getting there, um, we had an apartment and I could already tell I walked in and I was just like, hello, like because I came with all this energy because this was like the first birthday that I was going to get to see Helga and and like actually have a lot of fun because mm-hmm. we'll get to this on later episodes every other every other uh birthday of herd had been sabotaged in some way and i was like this is the one so i was coming with like all this energy ready to turn up for this girl because
1: that's how i felt i was like this <laughs> birthday is gonna be amazing like i'm in full control i'm gonna be around great friends like my other birthdays have been shitty like i'm <sighs> excited and yeah. i'm ready
0: yeah and so i walk in and from the get-go i was like let's go and you guys already been drinking i think that first day and i walked into a house where everyone had passed out no so it was
1: only a f- okay backtrack there were only a few of us who got there early so mm-hmm. there were about three of us who got there early we had gone to dinner and, yeah we had started drinking everybody else wasn't getting there till like super late like past midnight so Mm -hmm. we had already started drinking and then so we had gone back and we had fallen asleep but then the plan was once everybody else gets in because new orleans it doesn't sleep Mm -hmm. you can literally be out till four or five o'clock in the morning so like once everybody gets in then we'll go back out yeah
0: and then so but the most the cutest thing we get there i get in and in the uh in the little kitchen area there's these little gift bags i mean they're actually huge gift bags full and they all said like bourbon birthday 2018 and helga had taken mind you this is her birthday and this (laughs) girl took the time to make goodie bags full of like beads and like a chocolate bar and like neon glow sticks and all this, all these things Chap for stick like, lotion, gum, those, candy, those everything you bags can Bags must have cost so much money to make. And then on top of it, she wrote each person. I think there were like five or six of us. So yeah, yeah, I think six of you guys. Yeah, yeah, a handwritten card about how much each person meant to them. So seeing all this effort she had put into her birthday made me even more want to make sure that this birthday was super special to her. Um, and so, okay, we were ready to turn up, um, more people arrived, and then we decided to go out to Bourbon Street, because, uh, hello, that's the number in one New Orleans. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> thing, so we have our jolly crew, we go out to Bourbon Street, and, um, I'm dancing in the street, we get daiquiris, because Helga loves daiquiris. Girls <laughs> in ones, I do. <laughs> this girl loves daiquiris. <laughs> I'm like, ugh, sugar juice. <laughs> Bad for your teeth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the dentist in you stop it
0: <laughs> anywho so we get our daiquiris and we're running down the street um and of course like we've n- i've never been to new orleans and i mean hugo you've been there before right i was the only one in the group that had
1: been to new orleans previously so nobody Correct. else had been to new orleans no
0: so they didn't know any of the venues so we just start wanting to go in and lo and behold uh i remember one venue in particular like I went in, Helga and some other people went in, but then there were, like, a group of the crowd, a group, some of the people in the group didn't want to go in. And this is, like, day one, night one. And in my head, I'm like, we're not here for ourselves. We're here for Helga. Just go in. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like a wedding, like, or whatever. It's like, you sacrifice your own, like, needs to make that person's day special i don't know is is that just me like is that no weird? i agree with you and i think for me the personality type that i have it's i'm very
1: much like everyone else having fun is what makes me have fun so if i'm in an environment where i feel like others are not having fun or not enjoying themselves like it's hard for me to then enjoy myself so in that moment although it's like my birthday my weekend like seeing these people not want to interact or do the things like and me feeling like their energy was off or they weren't enjoying themselves then made me, like, be super aware, like, hey, are you having fun? Are you enjoying yourself? Oh, they're not, so I can't enjoy myself. Like, I I didn't know how to separate the two. Mm -hmm.
0: Because from that moment on, I started to see you slowly decline. Because, like, once you realize, okay, the group is not just gonna go along with whatever we're gonna do, let me try to appease these people. And then, Mm -hmm. so then, uh, you made suggestions to go to a basketball game, you made suggestions on what people wanted to do, and things like that, and... I slowly saw you, like once you realized it wasn't really a good consensus or people weren't just weren't down for the cause. Mm-hmm. I started to see you unravel. Yeah, and Helga didn't in- unravel in front of everyone. She decided to do it in private, which you are a private person, um, and so everyone else saw Helga kinda of trying to be happy, putting on a good face and just being like, okay, let's just go do something. And as her best friend, I saw her unraveling and sad that the weekend wasn't going the way that she expected. And this continued on into day two, day um, three, <laughs> where we were trying to go places and do things and people wanted to stay inside and play board games and and watch Scarface. <laughs> and I'm like, we're in New Orleans and On top of it, I, I mean, I hate to bring up this point, but, like, I was spending a lot of money, you know? And nobody else was offering to pay for Ubers and things like that and whatnot. And I was doing everything in my power. I was being so high energy to make, like, come on, guys, let's do this. Let's, like, rally up. And watching Helga just crashing. And I'm trying so hard to be high and bring up this party and bring up this, like, energy. And it just wasn't working. Yeah. I mean, to kind of, like, not to cut the
1: story short but yeah yeah, end up just being a weekend where you're correct i was attempting so hard to please other people and what they wanted to do and for me it wasn't i think there was a lot of miscommunication afterwards it wasn't a matter of like i needed people to be out drinking or getting drunk or anything like that not at all it was just the energy in general Mm -hmm. the energy of the crowd and for me i'm a person who um Like, I work off of other people's energy a lot of times when I'm in a group setting. So just the energy in general wasn't there. Even just being in the house, it wasn't even matter of on. Like, everybody's energy was just very down. And, I mean, I can't speak for why that was. And I don't know if people were like, oh, it's a weekend away from home, like, away from my kids or whatever it is. Like, I'm here to relax. And for me, it was more like, this is my birthday weekend. Like, we're here for two days. Let's make the most of it. Like, I was just looking for that high energy where... I guess like for me when it comes to other people's birthday I feel like I try and do the most to make people feel special and be happy and go with whatever people want to do and I just didn't feel like that was being reciprocated especially from a group of people that I feel not feel I have gone out of my way with helping them with whatever it is like or whatever it or whatever it may have been so for me it, it yeah it wasn't a great birthday and like you said like I did hide that and maybe that's my own issue that i didn't show them that and i did that in private in the bathroom i remember crying and then i was also mm-hmm. going through you know uh on top of that like I was going through health issues in my body and all that and that didn't help like yeah. but yeah, i do remember like being in the bathroom and crying be like why am i here like i don't want to be here and i remember on the plane ride back home like i was actually coming back to i was actually coming to houston from new orleans i wasn't going back home and i remember like I was just, like, so down. And I remember you kept trying to say, like, you know, like, trying to cheer me up, like, it's your birthday because we were actually traveling back on my birthday. Like, we're going to make the most of it. And I was just, like,
0: down. Like...
1: Yeah. It, it was a horrible... Maybe horrible is not the word, but it wasn't the
0: best of birthdays. No. And it was so hard to see you like this. like Because, like, I know how much effort you put. And, like, on top of it, like, Hoga for these... I mean i haven't been in boston so she was living a life there with these people and these are the people that she would talk to me about and tell me the things that she were doing and you threw game nights all the time at your house like where you would spend tons of money and effort putting together games and liquor and food and do all these things for your friend groups and you were just constantly giving and giving and giving to these people and as her friend i was like what are these people giving to you yeah and i was getting so frustrated and so we come back to Houston and we're getting text messages saying, we had a group chat." and it was just like, "Thanks, Helga. We had a great time, like amazing weekend in, in Louisiana. Like I can't wait for us to do this again, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like boiling on the inside, like knowing that like their trip and the trip that Helga had was not the same thing. And Helga was just like, just leave it alone." i
1: mean i I, okay so i did say leave it alone and i think for me the reason why i said is leave it alone because i was still appreciative of the fact that these people obviously still spent money to come to new orleans Mm -hmm. to take the time out of their lives their children whatever it is to, to come to come you know take the weekend to be in new orleans like that's not easy to do so for me i was appreciative appreciative of that and for me like I think the person I was then is not the person I am now. So mm-hmm. for then it was, I was a very avoidant. Like I would hate confrontation, hate to tell people how I really felt. So for me, I was just like, yo, I'm appreciative that these people came out. Like maybe my expectations were incorrect. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just had high expectations of how I wanted this weekend to be. And it didn't end up being that way. So it's like, Hey, if they had fun, great. Like that's what matters for me. That's, that's the place I was in at that time is like, okay, if everybody else had fun, like that's great. I can sacrifice myself for the fact that everybody else had fun. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that's the case now, <laughs> but then that's where I was. And mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, they had fun. Great. So be it. I just, it was just a lesson learned for me where I was just like, okay, I have friends and then maybe I have friends that I travel with and maybe it's not the same group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember specifically telling Mikey and I was just like, do not say anything <laughs> because I know <laughs> because I, because I know you, you were like boiling and you were like, these people had so much fun and you were crying in the bathroom. You didn't
0: have an amazing birthday. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, just let it be.
1: And then what happens?
0: And then dun, so dun, dun, dun. I go to work the next day and these text messages are rolling in. And I'm like, I can't. And I was like, you know what? Like YOLO, like I'm just not going to let Hugo. Oh, like, I'm just like, ugh, I'm just like in a place in my life where, I just could not let them get away with it. And I know it makes them seem like evil people. And you you know what? You guys are all amazing people. I had such a lovely time getting to know each and one of you. But in that moment, I felt I needed to come and save Helga. And, you know, so I went ahead and I texted all of them in a chat. And I was like, yeah, I know you guys had a great time, but... Helga didn't have a good time for her birthday she was actually pretty down and that birthday energy that she was expecting she didn't get it and so i wish you guys had like done more for her especially for all the things that she's done for you guys and the money that she puts up and the events that she throws and yada 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 and yeah that didn't really uh, it just let's just
1: say it went very downhill from there exploded it was like a bomb why not?
0: I really thought they were going to be like, that's unfortunate. Like, oh, no. let me go say sorry to her. And maybe we can do something else from her. It didn't. Way. It didn't go that way. It did not go that way at all. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to get into the details of specific,
1: but let's just say that that conversation didn't go over so well. Ended up in some cuss words, some people being very defensive, attacking, victimizing, it, It wasn't pretty at all, especially from people that I thought I knew mm -hmm. um, and people that I had come to care for very closely and were literally like my family, per se. um, It didn't go over so well.
0: No. And for me, like, I get it if they were mad at me and I wholeheartedly was like, you know what? Be mad at me. But what ended up happening was this craziness in which Helga started getting attacked and Helga's like who she is as a person started to come into question and that really just like shed so much light on the whole situation more yep. so than we ever thought. And this whole topic, when we're talking about Houston Helga and Boston Helga really stems from this, this moment where mm-hmm. um, in all the conversations it came to realize that they thought that Helga was a different person with me and the help person that they thought they knew she wasn't that person. And so they didn't feel guilty um saying the things that they said correct and that's insane to me and i think that's the part that had bothered me the most
1: was the fact that my character came into question and the person that i was came into question i was like and there was one friend who came on the trip who has i've probably is my oldest friend that i've had literally Mm -hmm. we grew up in diapers together and she's seen all sides of me and i really like i don't know if you recall the text message where she said like I know many different sides of Helga just because you guys are used to one side and haven't seen particularly another side doesn't mean that that's not her. Mm -hmm. Like we're all very fluid in who we are and who we are as people. But that's what hurt me the most is when my question, when my character came into question, I was just like, great. You guys are used to a quiet, doesn't say much, keeps to herself, passive, passive, very passive Helga. Yeah, you people were very used to that Helga, and and kept me in that box. And as soon as I felt the need to step out and say, "Hey, no, I'm not okay with this, or this is not okay," it's like, "Oh, you're a different Helga." Oh,
0: you're acting brand new.
1: Yeah, it's like new once, Helga. yeah, it's like once you have a <laughs> voice, it's like, "Oh, who are you?" And that's what bothered me because it's like, it's not like I was acting new in a sense of, like um, like my behaviors behaviors per se. It was yeah. more just the fact that I think I was more. Open, yeah, and honest, yeah. and more verbal with what I was feeling, as opposed to people weren't used to that. They were used to me being very passive and just being, like, right, whatever it is, what it is.
0: And I think they didn't used to see like I think in Boston, like there's a lot of you. You had a lot of issues there, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that were going on in your life. And then like you coming to Houston, like you associated being with me and being in Houston to being lighter and Correct. freer. Yes, and so when we went to. Um, louisiana or new orleans she was this lighter version of helga not the one in boston that was um, carrying like all this burden all carrying all the burdens and that switch made them question you as well and to find out that people were talking about you behind your back during this trip that's insane yeah you know um especially from people that i think i would have expected that we were
1: close enough that they could have come to me and addressed issues with me mm -hmm. um And I think when that whole situation blew up, there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of words that were said, a lot of things that were hurtful. Um, And it hurt me. That entire situation hurt me. It it hurt me from both aspects. It hurt me from the aspect of one. I was very upset with Mikey that she had gone ahead and said something. Um, But I was also very thankful that she went and advocated for me because the person that I was then wouldn't have said anything I would have just let it be I probably would have gone back to Boston gone back with these people and just held that resentment within and never had said anything um and that's one thing I think I had told you when you came back home and I was upset with you I was like you know what I am upset but I'm not upset about what you said and I was like what you said was the truth and I can't be mad at that maybe the manner you went about it yes I wasn't okay with that but I'm glad that you advocated for me and as times like people don't understand as being best friends it's hard for you to see your friend going through something and not seeing that person advocate for themselves Mm -hmm. and I understand why you did and I'm appreciative that you did until this day like that whole situation blew up and yes I lost that group of friends um but like looking back on it I'm thankful for it because then it comes to show like I saw the true the truth that came out of that situation and I don't want to say it's the best thing that has happened to me, but it was a good thing that brought a big revelation for me and allowed me to continue to grow and evolve and get to where I am
0: currently That was like a really major point in our friendship because like I remember being at work and being like, oh my God, I can go home right now and I might be losing my best friend. Mm -hmm. And that was something I was like, yeah, but for me, it was worth the risk because like you were hurting so much and it hurt me to see you hurt and you know i was like you know what if they hate me and the thing is that people thought that like the the people involved in the situation were like you're a terrible friend she's never gonna be your friend again Mm -hmm. watch and they literally thought that Helga was gonna go back and and be their (laughs) friend and dump me and you know we end up spending like three weeks together after this whole incident um we you know i mean it it we weren't the best the first day or two but we Mm -hmm. worked through it and became really tight again and um it really was a growing pain for us but i think going forward like that situation made us such a united front Mm -hmm. um that anybody coming at us sideways or anything knows better than to try to like break us up or say that we're gonna break up yeah
1: oh definitely definitely that was a very pivotal moment not just in our friendship but also like in my life as well and it's it might seem very minimal when we're talking about it right now on the podcast i know there's a lot more to it that obviously we can't get into the specific details because mm-hmm. we would be here for hours but it was a very major moment in my life as well um and you're right i remember clearly you came home that day and you're like do you want me to buy you a plane ticket back home like if you want to <laughs> go back sooner i know you're probably mad at me and it was hard the first couple of days so i was just like this this I felt like you blew up my life because yeah. I was like these are my friends back home like they're not just friends like literally I spent all my time with these people outside of work like this is my whole life it's been my whole life for the past two years what am I gonna go home to like Mikey Grinsley we were best friends but I'm like you're in Houston and I'm in Boston so it's like I'm going back home and my life is basically in shambles right now yeah um so it was hard but thankfully like as we get further into this podcast like being being a best friendship is not just about the great times like there's going to be moments that are going to question your best friendship there's going to be moments going to be hard but being able to communicate which is the key point in our best friendship is we were able to communicate even though it was a hard moment and through that communication getting past that like you said it built us stronger like we're so unified now we're gucci (laughs) um (laughs)
0: you just had to say that stirring the
1: pot <laughs> it's insider um but we're such a we're such a we're uni-
0: gucci now <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we're such a united front now that it's like you can't come for one of us without being ready yeah. to be attacked by the both of us you and know i think
0: oftentimes in best friendship i mean people are like okay you could have a problem with that person but i'm still gonna like mess around with them mm. or be that. and i mean that's granted like we don't have to like
1: like the same people. all like yeah. the
0: same people. But like for me, where I am in my friendship with Helga, like if you do her wrong, you did me wrong. Yeah. Like, period. We're we're it's so we're loyal We're an extension of, of exactly ourselves. Like I'm not gonna sit here and listen to her cry about you and then go hang out with you. Yeah. Oh hell no. Yeah. And a lot of people are okay with that. And I get it, like that's a whole nother level. And then maybe in some friendships, like you're not that close to that person, so you can still hang out with other people that don't mess with them like that. But if you don't respect her, you don't respect me. Correct. Um, so we spend a month together, become besties like even tighter. Mm-hmm. You go back, and I felt so bad for you because you literally didn't even go back to the gym anymore. Like that was I a didn't. closed
1: chapter in your life. It was, and it was, and it was hard. Um, I know going back. I was questioning. No, so I know for you, you were telling me you're gonna go back, blah blah blah, and I was like, no, I'm not. And you were like, yeah, you're gonna revert back. I remember you were like questioning. You mm-hmm. didn't. You thought I was gonna go back and like I didn't know. And I and I had it. it had hurt me so much. And through the couple of weeks that I had remained in Houston after that, I had a lot of talks with myself. Um, try to have talks with the other people that obviously didn't go the best, and I came to realization that if people can't see the growth that I'm having and appreciate that and foster that and see the beauty in that, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: why do I need these people in my life? Like, I don't wanna be around people who are stagnant. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna be around people who are not pushing me or elevating me. Mm -hmm. And that's the revelation I came through through that situation. These people are not people who are elevating me. And Mm -hmm. if I continue to remain around them, I'm gonna continue to be stagnant. Mm And I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. And I can't revert back to this passive Helga that I was. Mm -hmm. So I was like, granted, yeah, I can go back and go back and act like nothing happened and go right back into the motion of things. But what well is that gonna do me? And so it was a conscious decision of me making when I went back home that I'm not going to do that. And granted, it felt like I had to figure out a whole new life because my life was centered around this. And for people who know me or follow me on social media, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, so it's like I went back and I was just like, okay, what am I going to do now? <laughs> I feel like I don't have any so friends. Bad.
0: You're like trying to go to yoga spas and five <laughs> I minutes like to work out. You started <laughs> boxing. <laughs> boxing was cool. Yeah. No, so
1: I actually started yoga. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to venture out. I'm yeah. going to. I'm going to help foster this new hell gas, people were calling it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to do things by myself. And you know what? I'm going to learn to love being by myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try yoga. I've been wanting to try yoga. I joined a yoga studio. Through that, I was also able to start getting into boxing, which ended up being really great as well. So I was able to find all these other new opportunities. And I ended up being really, really happy. Yeah. Um, in the months that followed that, I learned... I had to develop a new life schedule per se, but it allowed me, in being able to venture out of my comfort zone that I was so used to for the past two years, allowed me to see this whole other side of me. Like, oh, there's this Helga who can do things by herself. There's this Helga who can go out into this unknown and find the beauty in that. And, and, and through that situation, I was able to foster other friendships as well. Other friendships that maybe I had lacked in before. Or even our best friendship as well continued to grow. Because um, we, like, doubled
0: down on that. Like, correct. we were talking all the time. Yes.
1: So I (laughs) end up being so through that to (laughs) say like through that whole entire situation, there was beauty that came from that chaos. Mm -hmm. And just recently (laughs) this situation came back up. um, so with me announcing that I was leaving, I guess through the grapevine, you know, things travel very very quickly. Yeah, um, because Hugo's like
0: Miss Popular (laughs) over there. I'm not. But anyways. (laughs) So yeah, um, you announced that you were leaving. And actually didn't announce I was, I was trying to
1: secretly leave Boston without like, making an announcement. Okay, so we're going to talk
0: about this real quick. So Haga really tried to just like, she was like, I'm not telling anybody I'm leaving. I'm just going to pack up my bags and go. And I'm like, are you crazy? You need closure. Like, And I was like, no, I just want to <laughs> leave. You can't do that. Because I was like, I know from experience when I was leaving, like people want to say goodbye. People want to close doors. And also was like, you don't know what's going on in other people at what stage in their life. Mm -hmm. And saying that you're leaving allows everybody to come to your door and like lay whatever they have going on inside of them at your feet.
1: I guess, but yeah, <laughs> I was trying. I was literally just trying to leave Boston. Maybe tell a couple of people, and just like, I mean, for the most part, people were already questioning if I was living in Houston because
0: I was here so much that people but were it's like, "Are it's even, not even in Boston?" Even about other people, like you need to have you needed to close that chapter, and it's the same way you don't want to be like, "Oh, I'm a Houstonian." Like you needed to be like, "Okay, I'm leaving Boston." And yes that feeling like we saw it in person, like those last couple times you came to visit, like those feelings of like, oh my God, am I really going? Am I really doing this? Like you got kind of emotional about it because you weren't coming to the terms that I was leaving, that you were leaving, correct? And it was just like swelling up inside of you. I agree. I mean, it it was. It
1: you're right. I didn't want to face it. I mean, for me, I think. In thinking that I was moving to Houston, in some sense it felt like I was just visiting again. Mm-hmm. I was visiting so often, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm leaving." But I remember I kept telling you, I was like, "It hasn't hit me that I'm leaving yet." Mm-hmm. Remember, I kept like kept telling you, I was like, "Yeah, because you didn't want to announce and, the, it. and I was like, and I was like, I feel like other people like are sad and are keep reminding me that I'm leaving and I kept um what was the word I kept downplaying it. Yeah. Like every time somebody would be like, "Oh my god, you're leaving." And I'm like, "It's just Houston. Like <laughs> it's a 3-hour plane ride." Like <laughs> I remember I kept telling that all the time to everybody and everybody was just like so sad and I was just like denial. denial. I was I was in denial. denial and I was like, and I was like it's really nothing. Like I'll be in Houston. Like you can just jump on a plane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which um in your head that's kind of crazy cuz like not everyone is like, "Oh, Could just jump on a plane and be in another city. Like some people never leave their home. but for me, I think I'm just so used
1: to, and I get that. I guess for me, like I said, I guess I was so used to like visiting Houston consistently, and then with work, like I travel all the time. So for me, I was just like, it's not far. It's three three hours. Like, and I kept downplaying it. And you're right, I was trying to minimize the situation. And. It came to a point where I did have a breakdown and I was finally like, okay, I'm actually leaving. Like, And I need to come to that consensus and make that real. Cause for other people it was starting to feel real and for me it wasn't. Um, so finally I started to tell people, I think I pushed it as far out as I could. And Mikey was like, you need to set a date and you need to tell people you're leaving.
0: I wanted to put it on my Instagram. I wanted to be like my besties moving to Houston. And I was like, no.
1: And I had taken like these cute little pictures and I was like, you cannot post we them We literally now.
0: had pictures posed in front of a Texas like, like Texas yeah. neon sign? I was like ready to go, press send, <laughs> and I was like, this and she kept asking me, and I think it's because of you
1: that I end up, because you kept pressuring me. You're like, I want to post, I want to post, and I was like, no, <laughs> I have not made an announcement. Like, I don't want to make an announcement. And finally, I remember you kept, like, harassing me one day because I was like, okay, I'm finally going to do it this day. It was just kind of, like, to throw you off. And then you was like, that day, I remember you kept, like, did you post it? Did you post it? Did you post it? Did you post it? I'm like, fine, whatever. I'm going to post it. So I finally not think ended, I was that bad. Wh- whatever. Yeah, when you want something, you are. <laughs> uh- <laughs> okay. okay. So I ended up making the announcement that I was leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, through that announcement, obviously, it gets to the grapevines and all that. And a couple weeks before I was leaving... Um, I got tagged on something on Instagram,
0: and <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll start. I'll set up the storyteller here. Um, so she gets tagged on Instagram, and mind you, like since this incident in December, it's mm-hmm. now what May, June? No, this
1: happened July. July. Yeah, recently, like right. Li- no, this no, happened.
0: No. So you moved here July? Uh, yeah, this June happened twenty fifth. Like, <laughs> uh, so it was probably the week before or something like that. So it was June. It was June. Anyways, no, I moved here in July you moved here the week of my birthday oh, stop you're right lying <laughs> okay oh my god it's already been okay. year, yeah. year. so
1: this happened like a
0: week before i was leaving anyway, a week or a so week and a half this birthday situation like hugo went back to boston and literally did not talk to any of those people no Maybe I, co- I, co- I close
1: i yeah i continued i tried to speak with one and correct that friendship and I made efforts on my end, um, and they weren't really received. And it wasn't really received, and it kind of just went downhill. No, I think, um, people, but yeah, that chapter was closed. I think they closed. thought
0: that she was just going to come back begging for acceptance. They did, because that's what circle. I was
1: told. I was told that oh, they're waiting for you to come back, and I'm like, come back for what? Like I've said my piece with the situation. I've done my part. Um, but yeah, since December, that door was closed. No contact. Yeah. So
0: why? Why? You know, I'll, I'll come. I'll come through why would someone think it would be okay to start tagging someone saying, oh, I'll miss you. Can't believe you're, you're moving. Yada, 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 yada. When we have unresolved issues, you haven't spoke to her since then. And so, you know, Hugga had two ch- choices at this moment. Like, A, we could have just like been like, okay, yeah, I miss you too, whatever. But instead...
1: No, I was very
0: upset. <laughs> I remember this day, really per se,
1: I was getting ready to go work out, I'm driving, and then all of a sudden my phone goes bing, and I look at it, and I'm just like, W-T-F. So fake. <sighs> I remember, I actually almost cried. I think. You were I, living. I was very, yeah, I was, I remember, actually, because I went to go meet with another friend. She was like, why are you teary-eyed? I was so upset, and the re- a couple of reasons why I was upset. One. I did feel like it was fake. Because one thing is, if we have unresolved issues in private, please don't try and portray a different picture in public. Don't attempt to make it seem that we're good in public for your image or the image of your brand because your brand was very much associated with me. Um, And two, if it was real, I feel like a text message or a phone
0: call would have sufficed no text messages no phone call for what almost 6 months six? 7 7, like seven months se- like 7 months 7 months and then you're going to go talk about i'll miss you on ig it, it wasn't even
1: just i miss you it was like a really long post it was um, like it was a really long post talking about we're family and etc it was just the words were very triggering like, very very triggering what? and you would have thought for someone from an outside would have thought it was very genuine. And I know I remember reading it and I was living and I was just like, why would this person do this? Why would you post this? Like we haven't spoken in seven months. Why are you making it seem like we're cool? Why are you writing? Oh, we're still family. And thank you for this is the third. And I love you, blah, 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 best of luck. And I was just like, at first, I didn't know how to respond. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, do I be petty and post something on social media? But like this, throughout this entire situation, I never have. And I'm not the type of person t- to put my business out on social media. Not at all. No, like just
0: on the podcast. <laughs>
1: and, and, but the thing is, even throughout like these last seven months that like I haven't been associated with that brand, like I've never once said anything bad. I've had people who still come to me and ask me about it. And I still recommend it. And I'm like, yeah, it's a great gym, like great trainer, like go check it out. Like never once have said anything negative about it and never have spoken about the situation outside of the people who are within the circle. Um, So I was like, do I be petty on Instagram? But I don't really want to do that. But then what really got me upset is that people started commenting on the picture (laughs) and people were like, oh, this is so nice of you to post this blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, what? (sighs) And I remember I was like, I went to go work out at the track and I couldn't even focus to work out. And I was just like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Do I call it this person? Okay. I'm going to text the person because that's me. We have an unresolved issue. You're posting something. I don't want you to post I would like for you to take it down. Um, so I text the person. I'm like, what is this? Why are you posting this? Like, this is fake. Like, we haven't spoken in seven months. Like, not here for it. No response. I was like, okay. So then the pettiness in me kicked in. <laughs> and I'm not a petty person.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever been we really can't petty. I'll be perfect all the yeah. time.
1: So for those who follow me on social media probably saw this. Um <laughs> so I posted it on my Instagram story and I was like, You haven't spoken to me in, in seven months. Keep that same energy. Ugh, like da-da-da. I'm not I was like, I'm not here for the what was it? I don't remember what it said. Fake news or oh i'm not here for the propaganda or the <laughs> <laughs> whatever and i guess a few people ended up in my dm I'm talking about we're shocked because a lot of people nobody nobody knew of the downfall that there was no because from my birthday just like
0: disappeared yeah i just disappeared
1: and i remember i had people like over the last seven months ask me like hey we miss you at the gym where you been and i kind of just played it off as like everything's fine like mm-hmm. you know i just moved to a different city so i'm going to another gym like i never told the situation to people because it was a personal issue and it doesn't take away from the brand or from that trainer or the people who were there. Cause there were still great people, great things. Um, so a lot of people were in my DM like, Whoa, what's going on? Like, what is this? Um, and (laughs) there was, there was some back and forth, some back and forth on the picture. Um, and then there was back and forth between the text messages with me and that other person. And I made it very clear, like, I don't want this up. Like, this is not okay. And mm-hmm. a lot of victimizing. And I'm just like, clearly you haven't changed in the last seven months. I've made peace with the situation seven months ago. Um, but I would love if, as much as I don't mention you, please don't mention me. Mm-hmm. Um, keep my name up Yeah, like, keep that same energy. Like, nobody has time for the bullshit. Nobody has time for the fake propaganda. Like, <laughs> I'm not here for it. And I made that very, 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 very clear. And hopefully I had put this chapter to rest back in December. But hopefully this past situation puts it really to rest and burns the whole book. Um, as I continue to say, and, ha- and as I've told this person, even when we were sending text messages, I was like, I'm thankful for the times I did spend there. They were very, very, very valuable. I don't take away from them. They helped me for two years in a situation um, that I was in, and they helped me mentally, physically. And it was ther- therapy for me at that moment, and I will never speak bad about the brand or about the person. Like, And I wish them all the best of luck. Like, I was very truthful and honest and i don't and i don't hold any resentment or negative negativity about the situation at all it was a growing pain it was a lesson learned um but it was a situation that thankfully a lot of beauty came out of it and i'm grateful for it um it helped me continue to grow in the person i am now today it helps me it helps me become more or should i say less passive in my communications and more aware of saying what I feel when I feel as opposed to holding it back and it made me really truly value friendships that I do have Mm -hmm. and fostered those ones that reciprocate and elevate me in a different way um so yeah so it was a lot but it needed to happen and I'm glad that it happened and now I'm here and this is why we joke and say Houston Helga Um, new helga (laughs) or new helga Helga. um because yeah this is me now and um you're not with it get the fuck out (laughs) (laughs) so when we say houston helga it just means
0: a more light fluffier more assertive Mm -hmm. um Helga. helga i think the biggest thing to come i mean for me the biggest lesson of this is like If you're young in your 20s, say, for example, and you have friends since you were in diapers or something like that, and you're realizing that you can't be the version of yourself that you want to be that you think is the best version of you, or for some reason you think you need to hold on to a group of people or a person, you don't. You have the ability to close chapters on front of relationships that you have with people in search of a better you correct and to seek out other people who are supportive of that correct Um, and it goes back to all the best friendship that we talk about birds of a feather flock together like all of that like Mm -hmm. if you're not a reflection of the people around you they're stunting your growth and you don't have time for that exactly and everything serves a purpose in a time and i think
1: I know we had spoken about this. I don't know if it's spoken on the podcast or previously, as much as like we go through relationships, right. Mm-hmm. And it comes a certain point sometimes in relationships where they no longer serve that purpose yeah. or you need a break or you're done. Cause that person for one reason or another, no longer is compatible, whatever it is. A friendship is also a relationship so just because a friendship comes to an end it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing Mm -hmm. um you served its purpose you served its time it was great while it lasted but now it's it's done Mm -hmm. um so it's the same way in that sense that i think we should really take the time to evaluate the friendships that we have yeah are they keeping you stagnant are they people who are elevating you are they people who are fostering the growth that you're having or are they people who are keeping you in a box yeah and that's for me that was the biggest thing i felt like in Boston, I was in a box, and I had to stay in that box, and as soon as I tried to tiptoe out of the box, it was negativity, like, oh, you're new, you're changing, or this and that, but I was actually changing for the better, and that was one of the biggest reasons for me moving to Houston, is that, like you said, like, I came here, and I just felt like I could be genuinely myself, and be this version of myself that I loved, and I came to, came to love, I should say, Um, and I didn't feel so, like, closed like so like couldn't speak my mind or couldn't say what I wanted to because I'm not afraid of what these people are going to think because they're just used to seeing this version of Helga Mm -hmm. um so I think for a lot of people sometimes we don't realize that and like you said we especially with people that maybe we've grown up with since since we were children or people that we've had these great friendships with that we don't realize that sometimes they're more an obstacle than they are um what am I trying to go with this like They're more like a stunt. They're more like a bump in the log. (laughs) 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 Um, So I think for people need to realize that sometimes and sometimes you have to take yourself you have to take yourself away from that situation full to be able to be done with it whether Mm -hmm. that's relocating or sometimes it doesn't have to be to the extent of you actually relocating to a different city Um, but sometimes it is yeah and i
0: i i wholeheartedly agree and even in my own growth it's just like i don't i really don't think i'd be able to be the person i am today if i stayed in boston agreed period and there's so many factors at play it's like I can see why, you know, if coming from immigrant families, they don't like, it's a it's kind of a form of like personality control and mm-hmm. control in general, mm-hmm. staying really close to people that you've known for a really long time mm-hmm. because you stay in that box. But if you're someone who has larger goals than the people mm-hmm. that you're around, say like you want to become a rock star and you're around people who have normal nine to fives and things like that, when you talk about this goal, they're going to shoot you down. Mm-hmm. And like for Helga and I, we have pretty lofty goals and when uh, moving here and being in houston not necessarily the best city in the country like but we don't really know people here and this environment where you're unknown and you can be anyone you want to be or test out different versions of yourself is giving us closer to the person that we want to be in the future correct yep you know um maybe we'll go back to Boston one day, but if I ever go back to Boston, I'm going to be the version of me that I want to be, not the version that um is expected of me from my family and friends mm-hmm. and whoever else cuz you know, people are trying to make us go back. Yeah. But, guess but what? I think we're not going back.
1: <laughs> but I think it's nice cuz I've had um friends who are appreciative of this new helga or houston helga so i have friends who who joke with me and and when i say certain things they're like oh you have that houston energy i like it um so it's (laughs) nice to see that i have friends who enjoy it and who are fostering it and who can see the beauty beauty in it so Mm -hmm. so yeah so houston helga is here to stay um so yeah if i think the whole takeaway from this episode is just being aware that certain situations and certain friendships have a time frame
0: yeah, and, and sometimes they
1: aspire.
0: exactly you just have faith that if you put yourself out there you'll find people who are fostering and be friends with you that are fostering the growth that you want to be like there's so many people in this universe there is and time doesn't dictate the
1: value of a friendship like i know i've i've come to houston i've met some amazing people um, and continue to meet meet people on a daily basis. Um, you know, it, from from each person you meet, you take something away from that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So just being aware of that being the best version of you, regardless of what people try and put you in, and making sure it's so important, make sure you're surrounding with people who are elevating you consistently because you don't want to look back and be like, wow, I was stagnant for all this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that's the beauty of our best friendship. We push each other. We have these, these crazy goals. Um, but we encourage each other every day mm-hmm. And sometimes Mikey will say something like I want to do this And I'm like, girl, go for it Like, I got you Like, you know um, And it's nice to have that safety net of someone Who's going to push you and inspire you And say, you know what? That's your goal? Great, that's our goal now And yeah. what can I do to help you get there? You're
0: Especially in your house It's really nice having a housewife, by the way <laughs> <laughs> How good the housewife Why are all these H's Houston Houston, housewife Houston, how good
1: housewife
0: Houston, how good Hot housewife Can we add hot summer in there? Oh god, hot summer I mean Oh my god, we need to have a. Maybe our next be a Hot Girl Summer. We have so much to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm over Hot Girl Summer. We There's started a video a hot that girl I saw in like April. Let's yeah, be real. We've guys, you guys have been with No. <laughs> Once we started being Hot Girls, we kind of stopped talking. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like Coachella. We, started we started Coachella. Coachella. There's so much that's mm-hmm. going on. We can't wait to talk to you guys further. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We have so much more coming because, as you guys know, we've been living and so we have so much to talk about and how our friendship has been tested since this moved here. Dun, 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 dun. Will we survive? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we said a 12 month lease So we don't really have a choice <laughs>
1: I mean good thing our bedrooms Are on the opposite side of the house So we can oh always you know Once, once we we're, once we're, uh, start getting in on each other Hey go to your side of the house mm-hmm. well, yeah, Maybe next time we'll talk about the time We should buy a house <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's another juicy episode But thank you guys for tuning in Make sure you follow us on Instagram We're at with Benefits. And stay
0: tuned, more episodes dropping soon, more jump dropping. You can't steal that. Um, shout out to Amanda Seals for that. Who we saw this summer. Yes, we did. Another is amazing podcaster.
1: Yeah, so check out her podcast too. Look at that, we're like plugging for other people. And she doesn't even know who we are. <laughs> you never know. Speak it into existence. Never know. Okay. Bye. Toodles. skirts skirt.